0: And Welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern Spooky, and today, holiday architectural. Oh,
1: architectural?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Holiday, creating a holiday? Like, are we making our own holiday? No, but we're talking about architectural interests that have a holiday name. Oh. Oh, okay. We'll be discussing the Poinsett Bridge in South Carolina and the festive origin of its name. I am your Carolina girl, Heather, and I'm your rather
1: confused Florida man.
0: You do seem to be confused often. Yeah. But we'd like to remind you of our Facebook page, uh-huh. our Instagram, and our Patreon. Please, in the interest of the holiday season, leave us some likes, comments, and five-star reviews. Indeed. And share this cod podcast cod past. Cod past. You want a cod past? That sounds like a horrible food ingredient. I don't know. That um, yeah, or something
1: out of the Renaissance.
0: Come, touch my cod past. <laughs> Share the podcast with at least one friend. Or barring that, a friendly acquaintance. Or, you know, a friend with benefits. We don't care. Yeah. We don't judge. We don't judge. Alright, so, today's topic is a haunted bridge because of course it is. Because all, all, all bridges over like 35 years are haunted and something Probably. Way.
1: Yes.
0: Now, Poinsett Bridge is named for Joel Roberts Poinsett Who's, okay, this is the boring part. Who served as president of South Carolina's Board of Public Works during its construction. It's apparently the oldest bridge in South Carolina, and perhaps in the entire southeastern United States. Really? It was built in 1820, which, you know, for us is old. Maybe yeah. not anyone else in the UK or Like Europe. in the UK, they're like,
1: that's young.
0: Yeah. But it was part of a road system that went from Columbia, South Carolina, to Saluda Mountain. Which it, is our neck of, like, really our neck of the woods. It's true. Okay. Now, here, more stats. The Stone Bridge, which includes a 14-foot Gothic arch and stretches 130 feet and other dimensions as well, over Little Gap Creek, may, and I don't know why they say may, you'd think they would know this, have been designed by Robert Mills, who is famously the architect of the Washington Monument. Okay. And for anyone local, as in South Carolina, Robert Mills is also famous for having designed the Asylum, which had the same kind of dome as the capitol building growing Mm -hmm. up i used to think that was our capitol building sadly it burned down not too long ago Uh and in downtown columbia we have a couple of old historic plantation houses Mm -hmm. sorry plantation but there there's one that's the hampton preston house i believe you showed me that one and the robert mills house Yeah. and i don't know that they still do this but when i was a teen i used to be part of a christmas candlelight tour where i was one of the docents in hoop skirts i do i have a thing for hoop skirts apparently you have like three
1: sets of hoops
0: i do and we may talk about you know the haunted tours next year yeah yeah if we get to that and other
1: bridge stats it's got a
0: hardness factor of 17 its hp is 135 and you know you can address the nerdy crew (laughs) (laughs) okay now you can walk over the bridge to the other side as I, that's what bridges I, I are for. Not say, or, or, isn't that like the main kind of function of a bridge? And you can also go under it, and other prepositions as well. Under the arch, but you know, if you go under it, there is. This is a dumb paragraph. What was I thinking? The shallow waters of Little Gap Creek run beneath it. It's called Little Gap Creek. Yeah. I'm suddenly envisioning like Robin Hood men in
1: tights when little John, or when they're arguing about crossing the river, but it's like this little bitty creek.
0: Yeah, well, I'm kind of also wondering, does that mean there's a Big Gap Creek somewhere? Probably. We have like a 12-mile creek out here. Uh, True. Which, from what I understand, it's only like 10 miles long. False advertising. Maybe it used to be bigger. Who knows? So Poinsett Bridge enjoys a lush, shaded, and very quiet setting. And this may come as a disconcerting thought when night falls, as several visitors to the bridge attest to strange happenings at Poinsett Bridge after dark. Mm Mm-hmm. Now... In case anyone was wondering, and if in case it wasn't patently obvious, the whole reason we're talking about it is a haunted and B holiday um, poinsett. Yes, yeah. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, I and mean
1: anybody who anybody who hears the name over a specific age, you may like think of the plant, of course.
0: So yeah, I naturally. We're about
1: to get into that.
0: Yes, here comes the biographical part. Yes, Joel Roberts Poinsett was born in. March 1779, and lived until December 12th, he missed Christmas, 1851. Oh, just missed it. (laughs) He was an American physician, diplomat, and naturally slave owner. He was the first U.S. agent in South America. Uh, I guess that's why he got to discover, if you will, in that white sort of way, the poinsettia. A member of the South Carolina Legislature. And the United States House of Representatives, the first United States minister to Mexico, a Unionist leader in South Carolina during the nullification crisis. Okay, this is all very dull, but... What did this man not do? It seems like the people of means and wealth back in the day, they're like, they'll do a little bit of something and then they'll do all the things. Secretary of War under Martin Van Buren and co-founder of the National Institute for the Promotion of Science and Useful Arts, that sounds like something out of Harry Potter... Right. though this was a predecessor of the Smithsonian Institution ah, okay. he was kind of a busy man yeah. Poinsett was born in as I already said 1779 in yep. Charleston he was educated in Connecticut and the University of Edinburgh, which that's like a nice Gaelic place, where he developed skills in languages, the law, and military affairs, and probably a lot of other
1: things, seeing as how like he's done everything.
0: Well, we'll skip a good bit of his life history, but after visiting an area of Mexico City near Tusco de Alarcón, which I hope that's remotely close, Poinsett saw what in Mexico is called the Flor de Nochebuena the christmas eve flower or katarina
1: hey katarina
0: i hate you right now (laughs) naturally poinsett was also an avid amateur botanist and he sent samples of the plant to the united states and by 1836 the plant was widely known as the poinsettia here's our holiday link yeah well i mean okay think about this back in the day if they were considered amateur
1: they still had some sort of was like sway. Oh, I, you know, I'm an I'm an amateur doctor. Well, they'd act, People actually would get sent to amateur doctors.
0: Yeah, it was a little looser back then, I suppose, with their credentials. Yeah. And I did see, as I I told you earlier about this. I can't find it now, but there's a little info piece floating around Facebook that actually also includes the poinsettia's actual um, like native name because, of course, it's been there well before the settlers. Oh, like well the, before, like the
1: scientific name? Not even
0: the scientific name, but like what the indigenous people called it beforehand. Oh, okay. It's kind of got this Aztec-looking name. I can't begin to pronounce it, but it was around for a long time. It was used medicinal purposes. Of course, we know it to be vaguely toxic to fur children who yeah. like to chew on plants.
1: Or walk by the microphone and purr really loudly.
0: Well, hopefully, well... Again, we've already warned. We have Christmas kitty intervention, apparently. Yes. Okay, so we've covered the more or less boring part and the slave owning botanist. <laughs> Back to the haunted bridge. Wow, okay. Okay, Poinsett is one it's one of those guys that back in the day, he was very highly celebrated and esteemed, and nowadays we're just like, ooh, colonizer. You know, it, it's how it goes. I have a question. I might have an answer. When
1: we first started dating, and I came up here to visit, yes? you took me to a place that has like this aviary or whatever, and then there was this really lovely bridge... Or not aviary, but it was like a park and it had a really nice bridge that we walked across. Is this Poinsett Bridge?
0: No. um, Okay. To my knowledge, we have never been there. Okay. Honestly, I think we're thinking of Riverbank Zoo in the garden section. I may have been thinking about Riverbank, Yeah. Because there is a whole lot of natural area there. Yeah, that's
1: right, because it was cold and the flowers were not bloomed yet. They didn't even have the fountains on. Yeah. That was the bridge that I was thinking of. For some reason, like, that's what
0: stuck in my head. I do like good bridges, and I would love to visit this place. Though, it's funny, everywhere I looked for it, placed it in a different town, or I guess because it's near several of them. (laughs) So, I'm not exactly sure. I think we can find it, but... And, of course, the bridge is no longer in use, commercially it's um largely intact and it's part of a 120 acre poinsett bridge heritage preserve there's a nature trail um a few hundred yards from the bridge and it's located off u.s highway 25 north of greenville and was added to the national register of historic places i mean back in 1970 okay now to the haunted part which i may have said before but strange things happen at Poinsett Bridge once dark settles in, according to tales that have been told over many, many decades.
1: Okay, so it starts any, like any other story really. Yeah, it kinda
0: does. When darkness falls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> T'was a night like this. The night was... Mm, I can't think of a word. What was the night? The night was... The night was... Sultry?
0: <sighs> <laughs> If anybody gets that reference, please let us know. You get special bonus points for us. Yes. Tina McSwain, founder of the Charlotte Area Paranormal Society, says, Based on the EMF activity, noises heard, sightings of figures by separate people, photographs and personal experiences, all of which we have no explanation for, I would say that Poinsett Bridge has definite paranormal activity. Well, at least she didn't come right out and say haunted. All right, so according to local Mm -hmm. Doris Davis, which that sounds like a Hollywood name. That's great. It sounds like she did music in the 20s. (laughs) She says several locals say, so she's referring to other people, Mm -hmm. say that they have been unable to start their cars when they get ready to leave. A light is said to move toward them while they sit in their cars, and then they hear a loud scream when the light gets close. I wonder if that's the person next to them. Hey, you need any help? (laughs) Hey! That's sort of a shout. Screams and lights seem to be the most common experiences. So screams and lights? Yeah. This could be cool to check out. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's not local exaggeration. It could be. But I don't know. Another resident, Mike Ross, tells us... Well, not us. The the person I... The article that I researched says. (laughs) I have heard voices coming from the area of the arch, screams around the top of the bridge... And I have seen red, white, and green, we were so close to being very patriotic, Yes. lighted dots floating on the mountainside, so I guess orbs, similar to a lantern. And others sense more of a fear-instilling presence, so just, you know, that creepy feeling. Here is a story I found. Oh, okay. Greenville-born Shanna Clippard shares the following story. About four years ago, I don't know what her accent sounds like. I drove my neighbor, her boyfriend at the time, and one of their friends up there parked across the road. As soon as I shut off the engine and rolled down the windows, we could hear movements around us. I had my... it is in the forest. I had my hand resting on the door when I felt a man's rough hand and fingers grab onto mine. Thanks for that. I've been up there several times throughout the years, and it never fails at night to see, feel, or hear something that would leave most paralyzed, including myself. Apparently she enjoys doing this. (laughs) Hauntings have become so common to the bridge that it's been featured in, you know, roundups of the area's most notable ghost stories, such as YouTube miniseries Haunted Echoes, South Carolina, Mm -hmm. and also features in John Boyanowski's, I should really have practiced that, John Boyanowski's book, Ghosts of the Upstate South Carolina. Sounds like a book that's kind of right up our alley. Yeah, with that sort of interesting, but also textbook title. Yeah. Like, couldn't you think of something more... Well, I mean, I guess it's specific and tells you what it's about. Not
1: right? I mean, it, it it's sort of like he kind of took, like, the build of a... Like, a thesis and just put it right in the title.
0: Like, this is what we're going to explore here. (laughs) Local lore about the hauntings has also helped draw the interest of ghost hunters, like the Ghost Paranormal Research Organization, Ghost Pro. Why does that sound like a camera you would buy, like, specifically for
1: hunting ghosts? I couldn't say. I mean, it does sound like it. It's like, oh, we're going skiing. Get the GoPro.
0: Dude, we're going to a haunted house. Get the Ghost Pro. (laughs) When they visited the bridge in 2008, they noted random appearances of red and white lights near the bridge, but not green ones. No, they missed the green ones. No, yeah, well. There are no residents, street lamps, communication towers or lighted signage within an appreciable distance to account for the phenomena witnessed.
1: Do-do-do-do-do
0: right i would not do well in this one <laughs> <laughs> during their visit they also took nearly 400 photos around the bridge and nearly 100 of those photos exhibited some type of phenomena do, 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 do. right yeah which i don't know what percentage usually gets it you would think that you know out of all the shows we've watched and people take all their photos is they show like 3 yeah well so,
1: be, have having actually gone gone on ghost hunts? Like, I mean, like legit ghost hunts. You know, not just me hanging around with a couple of people going, "Let's go to a place called Shadowline." We've told that story, yes, haven't we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but you know, actual haunts, like actual like hunts, hunt mm-hmm. hunts hunts hunts. That's hard to say. Yes. Mo It's not like you're going to catch anything every time. Oh, no. A lot of it is waiting. Taking pictures, not getting anything. Waiting, taking pictures, not getting anything. It's a lot of sitting there and not saying anything, just going through your equipment. And nine times out of ten, you're not going to get anything.
0: So one in four, it sounds like, is that suspiciously successful? That is <laughs> that is really active. One no. in four? Well, you know, 400 photos
1: and yeah, 100 and, had something. And 100 had something in it, yeah. That is almost
0: overly coincidentally active. (laughs) Like, really? Interesting. So they noted, Subsequent analysis shows a predominance of orbs, both singular and multiple, of varying shape, size, color, and density. Further, a rather substantial unexplained mist of man-sized proportion and shape was captured on film at the same time an investigator reacted to an audible external noise. That sounds very scientific. Okay, Another Basically, thing, they're like, we saw stuff, we heard stuff. <laughs> and another thing is, when people get ghost orbs,
1: mm-hmm. and a lot of people say, oh, it's just dust, oh, it's just bugs. Nine times out of ten, it is just bugs. But a lot of people go out to these graveyards and they take pictures in the mist and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you use your flash in the dead of night, and it just flashes one good time in pictures, you don't really see it in video. Mm-hmm. But... It gets this orb effect because you're hitting every little like Particle of, yeah, yeah, of moisture and yeah. wet in the air. That and snow gives off. Ooh, it's so eerie, but you know that's just the way it works. What's snow? That white stuff that comes down from the sky when it's really cold. Oh my god, that's a thing. Yeah,
0: it is a thing. You lived in Ohio,
1: you know what that is. Yeah, it, the weirdest thing living in Ohio, it snows six feet, and people are like, "Let's go to work." They don't care. Here it snows two inches, and there are there is sectarian violence. People, like <laughs> there are riots in the street
0: because there's not enough milk, toilet paper, and bread. And it's kind of like, ooh, you people. We've never been snowed in longer than two days. It's not like I don't know. People panic a lot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the white stuff is falling. Kill the children. You basically,
1: like, <laughs> to sacrifice the dog, dear. <laughs> <When you> Dude,
0: <could've> it <laughs> just started. Like. So the team concluded that the uh, Poinsett Bridge is, if not haunted, at least a place of highly elevated paranormal occurrences. I like their careful wording there. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Other experts on paranormal activity visited the bridge and found that there was a great deal of EMF, or electromagnetic field, activity. Which, I mean,
1: you get in your house, or, you know... At a mall, like EMF, like anything that puts off an electrical magnetic field, which is pretty much anything.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, this is why in most ghost shows they have all the lights out because it just throws the EMF detector off.
0: I was wondered about that. Having, I thought it having, was just having, extra having actually
1: no having having actually dealt with one. Dealt, dealt. Having actually dealt with one. If you walk around with all the lights on everything, you're just constantly getting hits, and that's because everything is putting off this electromagnetic field. So you literally go in, shut off the main breaker, so the entire house is not getting anything.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, here's another quote from Tina McSwain, founder of the Charlotte Area Paranormal Society. Yeah. The EMF activity appeared to move about the area because it was never in the same place. That. Does make sense. Yeah. It seemed like something was walking between and around us for a good portion of the time we were standing still on the bridge. However, when we would go back in an effort to debunk the reading, the K2 would now not spike in the area. I don't know if that's actually useful information or not. It just sounds like something was moving around. I'm sorry, Tony is now being gnawed on by our new kitten. It's, it's kind okay. of adorable, but if we're down to a team of one, I'm sorry, the podcast will have to end. <laughs> you can do this by yourself. I don't know how to edit. Yeah, well... At least not yet. I'll teach you. Okay. And Just in way, case you get eaten alive way, by the kitten. And that way my
1: job will be moot.
0: <laughs> yes, in case I am killed by the kitten, I shall teach you. Eaten alive and yet. <laughs> Going back to Caitlin Doty. Yes, will, your will cat, my kitten will eat the eyeballs. Yes, the kitten he, will
1: eat your eyeballs. Wait or, till he's
0: dead, girl. And fingers. The following are the most popular explanations that aim to make sense of the lights, sounds, and shapes... That, that sounds like an elementary school classroom mm-hmm. That defined the experience of those brave enough To visit Poinsett Bridge After daylight Explanation the first Poinsett Bridge was built on the site of an old native burial ground It dating- was built
1: On a graveyard
0: Thank you Casper <laughs> Dating back to when the Cherokee Were the only inhabitants of the mountains Of the Carolinas, Georgia and Tennessee So we're going with Indian burial ground which uh I have a problem with that because
1: most says native most native tribes would just wherever the person died they buried them right there.
0: Okay, we're going to get into that. Okay, go so, ahead. <laughs> Talmadge Johnson, who writes in Ghosts of the South Carolina Upcountry, again, a very thesis sounding title. Yes. As the legend states, an Indian burial mound was located nearby the side of the bridge and was destroyed in order to build the bridge. end quote I mean, we all know that colonization and the destruction of Native culture is a large part of our national history. Yeah. Not one we're exactly proud of. Sadly, yes. Much like plantations, it's it's... just a
1: sad history.
0: It's up there with enslavement and other fine points of us. We can't undo it or fix it, but we can acknowledge it. Now, whether or not an Indian burial ground lies beneath Poinsett Bridge, we do know for sure that the Cherokee people did use the land in northern Greenville County, and specifically... The area of Poinsett Bridge before anyone else. According to... Dear God, this sounds boring. <laughs> Poinsett Bridge, a historic context and archaeological survey... Like,
1: written by the same author of Hogwarts, a history. Probably.
0: <laughs> In South Carolina, the Cherokee lower towns were situated west of what is now Greenville County. Okay. In modern Oconee and Pickens Counties, the area of Greenville County was part of the Cherokee hunting grounds, which extended east to the Broad River. yes. But interestingly, as you have already noted, the Cherokee buried their dead indoors or near the home, yeah, not in a large like, plot altogether. They, they, like they, I, I knew in Navajo culture, where somebody fell, you buried them either there or near there. I'm sorry, I just have this image of well, she collapsed at the kitchen sink. Oh well, there she goes. <laughs> sorry. But what
1: I'm what I'm saying is is and you you have seen what what's the name of that show? The Homicide Hunter guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and they find that skeleton, and they're like, oh, it's the skeleton of someone who was killed recently. And it turns out that it was a native woman who had passed away, and they just buried her right there.
0: And she was, like, a couple hundred years old, I think. Yeah, so,
1: I mean, in most native, like, indigenous cultures, they didn't have graveyards. This, that was a Anglo... A European thing? That was an Anglo thing. Yeah. It was definitely an Anglo thing. Their burial mounds were usually ceremonial. Like, we're putting this here to remember our dead. Sort of like we A do at the fair. Well, but, yeah. yeah. Or,
0: or the Irish and I th- well Celtic tradition of the cairn where you stack stones and each one represents somebody. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's what they were used for. There were never bodies buried there. Or if they were, they died at the cairn. <laughs>
0: like, you <know laughs> That what? makes sense. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So this whole assumption of, well, okay. So Indian burial ground is, in fact, the entire country. Yeah, absolutely. Basically. Yeah. So, here's another quote. In each town, there was a priest, a priest, whose task it was to bury the dead. He came soon after the death to the house where the corpse was and usually buried it either in the floor directly under the place where the person had died, under the hearth, outside near the hearth, or in case of a distinguished chief, under the seat he had occupied in the house or the town council house, writes Thomas Mayles in his book, The Cherokee People. Yep. Okay, just using the word priest makes me question the validity here, but I think that could just be a conveniently parallel white word. It's
1: sort of it's sort of like anglicizing. Well, I mean, you say medicine man, you say yeah. you know shaman or whatnot. People get very confused. What is a, a priest of
0: whatever religion they have? I guess. Yeah, my tidbit of native is uh, that most of us in the area have is Cherokee, but I don't. I mean, I can't claim any of the culture. It's like a small percentage. Yeah. Um but my brief glance at research suggested that each individual had their own so I don't know if any of this is true. Um my brief glance at research suggested that each individual had their own personal stone mound and that means that the bridge could not have built been built out of pilfered stones. No. So, theory number 1, interesting but probably not. Debunked. Second ghostly explanation. Okay. Bridge workers stuffed inside. Okay, I have only ever heard
1: of one kind of building that is actually, that is true, and that was the Great Wall of China. I was thinking that's where it was.
0: That's the only time I've ever heard of that even being true. And you would think, if they did that... Okay, to be quite honest, decomposition would still happen, and then that would destabilize it, wouldn't it? I don't know, it just doesn't sound like a very sound building practice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the whole Andor thing of taking the ashes, making it into a brick, and then building it into a foundation. I absolutely adore that.
0: I mean, it's not unlike... Or like where my father was buried, shall we say? He, well, was, he was basically put into a wall. Yeah. yeah, I mean they have a wall that is for cremated remains, yeah. and you know he occupies a little square in there. Yeah, it's kind of the same. But what I'm saying can is, can you act- tell we're
1: still watching Star Wars stuff, people? But what I'm actually saying is being built into the wall. Oh like, yeah, your father has his own little space. But yeah. what I'm saying is being used in the building of. This, oh yeah, yeah. Of whatever, I think I, I just like the idea of that. I think it's awesome.
0: I think the closest we get is memorial bricks and even then those bricks are not made from cremains they're yeah. just bricks. Yeah. Okay, so, into the story. Other stories go in again, this is one of the more like theorized so ideas bridge workers
1: being put inside the bridge. Yes. Okay.
0: The men who built points at Bridge died during the bridge's construction due to a variety of illnesses including malaria. Allegedly the men were then buried under or <laughs> glaucoma, sorry. <laughs> Even within the bridge itself, perhaps to save time or to memorialize those who had died while hard at work because mm-hmm. that sounds like a thing in the seventeen hundreds doubt the historical record supports that many of the work crew did fell did fall ill that's hard to say, with malaria even before they arrived in the mountains. Local historian Dean Campbell says many of the men that came up from having worked on the canals down on the coast had malaria and they brought it with them and other people got it from them. I mean, that is how transmission works. I mean, and you know, malaria is still a thing even though it can be killed off with one pill. Oh yeah, and even those untouched by malaria caught flu, cold, and other well to us less severe sicknesses. But we kind of forget that those things were even cold were dangerous back then. Oh yeah, like I mean, getting, influenza definitely. Getting getting a deep. cold back in the I mean back then
1: could be a death sentence just because they didn't have the antibodies that we have nowadays.
0: No, that's true. During the first three to four weeks of work on the Saluda Mountain Road, forty to fifty laborers, mostly mechanics. I assume that means something different than what I'm picturing. Yes. Were in the hospital, according to the bridge's archaeological survey. Rises in the river and unexpected flooding contributed to overall delays in the bridge's completion. Other locals maintain that a number of men were killed by these high waters. From what I understand, there was a great flash flood during the building of the bridge, and some men were killed by the suddenness of the wall of water, says local historian Marion Cooper Bryan.
1: Damn it, Arwen and her summoning horse water... (laughs)
0: Others may have died from accidents as the construction went on because you know you Osho was not a thing back which, which then. Which you see a lot
1: of. I oh yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. back then, their scaffolding was
0: literally pieces of wood tied together, and they're building with big pieces of stone. Yeah, so yeah, and hard hats were not a thing. No, we would just hope they had hard heads. No, there's that. Yes. So, it is perhaps plausible that at least some of the work crew died from sickness or natural disaster during the nearly four-month-long project of the building Poinsett Bridge, but whether any were buried within the bridge remains pretty open to conjecture. I mean, yeah. Okay, so some of the workers could contribute to the haunting, I would say. I I don't think having their bodies one place or another makes too much difference, I guess. I mean, in my thought. I mean, we can get into the theories of what causes hauntings, but those are definitely not... I was fond and happy here. No. No. Maybe they just feel trapped there. I'm not sure. Okay, so explanation the third. Another very common one here in the South. (laughs) Yes. A mistreated enslaved person actually Gee, seems... that the, never happened. I was about to say, which actually seems the more the feasible... Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I mean certainly historical. Finally, yeah. another source of speculation includes the alleged murder of an enslaved person at or near Poinsett Bridge. Yeah. Okay. According to one legend... And here's, I'm quoting here, a slave was once hanged under Poinsett Bridge and his ghost still haunts it, says Taylor's resident, Doris Davis. We've already heard from her. Yeah, the one who sings in the 20s. Right. This story includes the least amount of detail and several different versions, and one version states that a female slave was hung from Poinsett Bridge.
1: And Miss Doris, if you hear this, I do not mean any kind of (laughs)
0: disrespect. Your name just sounds like a singer from the 20s. (laughs) in the youtube short haunted echoes the dark corner Mm -hmm. local historian dean campbell shares a bit about these two versions of the tale and goes into detail about the supposed haunting at a nearby gosnell cabin which has since relocated
1: gosnell is gosnell cabin isn't that the one that they're looking for like people to work at in costume isn't that where you showed me I don't know.
0: That name sounds very familiar. I don't know if that's a place or, or like, a family name. I don't know. But uh, I should have made a note to research yeah. what that is. Wow. Another version of the slave haunting seems to merge aspects of the work crew haunting. Uh, the bridge is haunted by those who helped build it but got none of the set's glory. The ghosts of the slaves who died during construction sometimes reappear as lights in the surrounding woods and on the bridge after dusk and hover in the midair for a few seconds and then vanish, writes Johnson. So we have sources that disagree on whether slave labor was involved at all in the construction of the bridge. Some say Native American and Asian slaves were put to work. I didn't even know there were Asian slaves. oh uh, yeah. Or unless you would, well. Were, there were also Irish slaves. Basically. I mean, I think it, that was indentured servitude where they paid you so tiny little bit. But you still get what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. The effect was not un completely unlike Long story that. short, white man sucks. Yeah, we seem <laughs> to come to that a lot. <laughs> While others maintain that neither were involved. I mean, it is that thing like, who built the pyramids? It was slave labor. No, it, I think they determined that, no, it was specialized people who were trained and knew what they're doing. I sort of would think that they would not want to use enslaved labor to build something substantial, so and also, I mean, not discounting Didn't, just counting didn't it, they find, like, ancient ledgers that stated that they paid their workers? Oh, the pyramids? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, as I b- understand, yes.
1: Like, Rameses T- actually paid his people.
0: <laughs> they paid the aliens who built it. Right? <laughs> I mean, From okay. Gleegarg 7? <laughs> yeah, you know, whoever built that and also built the stuff in Mexico. South America, and, yeah. yeah. What's bad is I don't actually disbelieve that, but it does just sound really wonderfully dumb when you say it like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, in general, it doesn't appear... To be enough concrete evidence about slave haunting at Poinsett Bridge, to even provide a consistent version of this particular ghost story, especially if the ghosts are little dots of light, you can't tell who they I mean, were. This is
1: like, in in all actuality, everything right now is. Still, just it's speculation. Unless you get a really? go, unless you get a picture of a ghost of a, 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 an enslaved person, or I mean, seventeen hundreds, even you know, like a a soldier of some sort, or somebody yeah. in a hard hat. I mean, <laughs> you like it's all just a guessing game. But I'm going to go ahead and say right now, it's not built on an Indian
0: graveyard. <laughs> yes, Like sir. that
1: would be the entire U.S.
0: Understood. I mean, I get that. So I think we agree. Indian graveyard or grave mound or whatever, not likely. We're crew, very likely. Very likely. Slave, enslaved people, no, I mean, they could still be around the area, but I don't know that they were part of the construction. No. And it seems a little vague. Then again, a lot of that was not highly documented, so yeah. hard to say. You know, it's just like the game of gossip. You start the story, and by the time you tell it to three dozen people, the story changes, says yeah. Campbell. To explain the haunted tales that have proliferated about Pointsat Bridge,
1: it's that it's that game of, of telephone, oh, the yeah. one where you start at one end of the line and and whisper something, and then by the end it's completely different.
0: It's like I, I didn't say anything about sheep shearing or you know whatever. <laughs> so do you think the bridge is haunted? Go there and tell me it's not. I dare you," says Marietta resident Shanna Clippard.
1: Challenge accepted. <laughs>
0: Today, the bridge is owned by the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources and maintained by the Greenville County Rec. In spring of 2021, the South Carolina DNR announced the bridge would be undergoing an engineering assessment to determine the best ways of preserving it. So, at least they're keeping it. Yeah. And uh, over the well, years... I mean, if it's a historic site, they're keeping it. And I have looked up pictures of it. It is lovely, but... Over the years, the bridge has been subjected to, you know, natural deterioration from oh, the weather yeah. and occasional vandalism and graffiti, which is just... Why do people do that? It's like when we watch those films of people going through the, like, the abandoned houses, and it's like, oh, of course there's graffiti on the wall. Why do people do that? And what what gets me is... Then something else. Why yeah. is there
1: always a penis? Why... Someone always inevitably paints a penis. It's
0: like... are, are You know what's killing me is that I understand that there are... It, there's like penis graffiti in ancient Egypt. People yeah. have oh, just yeah. never changed. Oh, yes. You <laughs> look like, a dick. Like, and there's even like lewd jokes. So, you know, while we think we're so evolved and, and advanced, no. <laughs> we're said, doing the same things people did back <laughs> you then. You can
1: live your life thinking you're completely evolved, but one day someone will paint a penis on something. <laughs> dick jokes are always funny,
0: <laughs> I suppose. So the no, study will.
1: I, I have a sorry. I have a problem with graffiti. Like I mean, I think you, there are places where it works. If, if you're gonna do it, historic do it, homes. No. If you're gonna do it, do it properly and
0: at least know where
1: you're painting.
0: Oh yeah. But you also can tell the difference between the. I don't know if you, you use the word professional graffiti artists, but the ones who do it a lot and the kids who are just like i want a spray paint something stupid
1: well i mean you know me i will we like if Artists we're, if that we're traveling and we're stopped at a train like a oh, train yeah. crossing you will I watch will, every car i will watch every car but because m- most of these people who paint on these cars are crazy talented yeah like i mean ridiculously talented and then you get the guy who just haphazardly has a spray paint and wants to You know, put a cuss word on something. It's like, dude, you're do you even art? Like, what's wrong (laughs) with you? Not really.
0: Like, what's wrong with you? And now we have to get into the philosophical debate of what constitutes art, but we'll save that for another time. Poinsett Bridge, it's art. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, definitely. I think so. And actually, I saw a picture of some of the quote vandalism, and someone had done a part where they rather prettily painted each stone in the underside of the arch a different color, and it was. I mean, it was not unattractive. It was just, I guess, inappropriate to put on a historical well, I mean, piece. a
1: historical piece, yes. Like, in Florida, I believe I've showed you this wall in Gainesville. Oh, yeah. They have this huge wall that they allow people to go and spray paint every year. And it, at the end of the year, they like the startup, cover or- it all up or wipe it all off. Get They get rid of it and let people do it throughout the year. And
0: most of the art on that wall is amazing. Okay, I do like it when that is encouraged. Yes. So, again, Poinsett Bridge. Mm -hmm. Haunted, probably. By whom? We're not sure, but probably the workers, I feel. Um, I'd be interested to hear what other people think. Yeah. Um, And again, the only holiday connection here is the name of Poinset- Mr. Poinsettia, it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, do you say poinsettia or poinsettia? Poinsettia is, is how I it's said. written. It's
1: like, I, I say poinsettia. That's how my family has always really? said it. It's like it's, it's, I grew
0: up hearing poinsettia, and then when I actually saw it spelled out, I'm like, there's an I. Well, I've, <laughs> heard, I've, heard, I've heard poinsettia as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, I don't know. But I think we can you, agree that one's probably wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... And a, granted, the indigenous word that they called it, not even the the Spanish one, but the one before that, or wait no no, no, no this is from South America, uh, so it's it's like mestizo or something. I don't actually know Oh. it it's kind of one of those words that has the same quality as like um what was it Quetzalcoatl? yeah the, let's put in lots of x t l's together well, so like the god shock
1: like the god's shell, which is there is no s it's all it's all x's
0: yeesh, yeah. Well, once again, yep. we are at the end of another episode. Yep, spooky with some circuitous ties to holiday festivities. Now, I really want to go out and see this thing now. Well, I mean, it's close just enough to, just to see it. I mean, we not could even to be like, let's, do it.
1: let's let's look at some stuff like I mean, like let's, let's find ghosts. No, I mean, I actually want to see this place because the pictures you have showed me, and just you know, listening to you talk about it because I know
0: nothing about this. <laughs> well, now you do. Like now, and now I know. And knowing is half the battle. Jones. You know, probably more than you wanted to. There's a lot of dull stuff in here, but, you know, I would love to see I don't want to get into a place where my car won't start, but I would love to see it maybe during the day. No, we like if we go there and the car won't start, guess who's going to have to work on it? That'll be you. That'll be me, sir. So we
1: hope you enjoyed it. Can you imagine that? Me out there working on the car going, "Okay, baby, started." Ah, something screaming.
0: <laughs> it's like, "You need to shut up!" <laughs> And see, if we were smart enough to film that, that would be an excellent Patreon video opportunity. opportunity. <laughs> you know, we,
1: you know, if we do go out there, we could throw a small video up on Patreon just to let people see it. I think that Absolutely. would be kind of fun to do.
0: Well... If we get enough Patreon donations, maybe we can start traveling some. That would that be would be fun. Cool. Yeah.
1: So if you want to see all these places and live really far away, you know, um, hit us up on our Patreon. It doesn't have to be a lot and enable us to travel, so we can show you some things and make jokes and uh-huh. you
0: know. Well, and I, however, I'm I would like to. One. Yes, you are the funny one, but I'm not unfunny. But if you're local, you yeah. can also go there. I'm very excited to note that Jen from Belladonna's talked to us the other day, and she said, if you're still listening, I hope you're still out there, that someone who listened to our podcast yep. made the point to go to Belladonna's and look around. So, Which we are very excited about we're that very because excited. we love Belladonna's. Yeah. Yep. We, oh, that's where we got our new kitty, by the way. And that's where we were hand-fasted, if people don't know. Yeah, so yep. we do like, we're very pro-Belladonna's. Yeah. But I'm excited that listening to us cause somebody to go in and investigate yeah, and, it. And
1: I think that's one of my biggest, like, I love So the shout out to, I think yeah, her name was Alicia? Yeah, so, Woo! I mean, it's just one of those things of, if we get to people, and it doesn't even matter if they go to our Patreon or donate or whatnot, to me if they're like, hey, let's go and do this, let's go to Belladonna's. That is my biggest like, I love that. I,
0: I adore that. That's I feel accomplished because of that. We did a thing. Yes, we did a thing. Well, so I'm going to encourage our listening audience to consider joining our Facebook page mm-hmm. or putting out some five-star reviews for us in yeah. our little stockings for Christmas. Or some Patreon, so that way we I'll can travel and
1: show you some cool haunted places. Totally.
0: Yeah, and even the fair. So have a jolly merry. I think coming up soon, we're going to have another installment with Father Christmas slash mm-hmm. Jeff Quick. Yep. Yep. And I think we're going to finish up the episode. Uh, the, yeah, the Lawson, the Lawson Massacre that you started like six months ago. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we got some
1: stuff coming up pretty soon that I am very
0: excited about. It's oh, in January. It's something that I know about, uh, a lot about Centralia, Pennsylvania. Which has nothing to do with the South. So that one, it's just two Southerners talking about stuff.
1: Yeah, and maybe we might have...
0: An amazingly talented author coming on. Well, let's keep that one to ourselves for now. Yeah. Until I get a definite date. Okay. So for now, thanks for joining us. This is like trying to. This is like watching my mom try to leave church talking to everybody. <laughs> I'm Carolina girl Heather, and I'm Florida man Tony. Happy holidays,
1: y'all! Bye. Bye. Okay, so imagine like you have the point. You have the poinsettia, which is. The holiday plant, right? Right. Can you imagine if it was like a cactus or that plant in Afghanistan that shoots its spines at people? Ho ho! Ow! Ow! <laughs>